and welcome to A Word for This Day podcast. I'm Jory Schaefer, the show's host and creator, and I'm just so thankful that you chose to join us today. I prayed for you all this morning, as I do um, just about every day, and, and especially before I do each podcast, and I just pray that the Lord will draw you closer to Him as you spend this time in His Word. And um, I thank you for coming along. I thank you for telling uh, your friends or sharing this uh, about this podcast. And again, this is not meant to be about me. I truly just um, want other people to um, love the Lord and His Word as much as I do. And, um, And I want you to be able to see just how applicable it is to every part of your life and um, what a blessing it is that he has allowed us to have this word that we can study and I pray that um, that you will be able to see that. So our verse for the day comes from the book of Acts chapter 1 verse 24 and this is for January the 24th of 2022. And they prayed and said, You, Lord, who know the hearts of all, show us which one of these two you have chosen. Before we dig into this, I wanted to just share a little bit with you. As I've told you before, if you've listened to the other podcast, the um, inspiration for this podcast came from um, a desire that God had put on my heart to share um, Scripture with my prayer partners when I pray for them in the morning. And I would invite you all to do that um, sometimes with people that you're praying for. Send them a scripture that God has placed on your heart. And um, we know in the uh, in Isaiah, it says that um, God's word never returns void. And He it accomplishes the purpose for which he sends it. And sometimes we may not know what that purpose is. But um, when I, he took me on this journey to look for these daily scriptures, um, I, and I would send them to my friends, I would always think, oh, I want to tell you more about this, but usually I didn't have time, or I thought, or they may not be interested. But I just get so excited to see how God's uh, Word is, uh, how He ties it all together, and, and I'll never understand all of it, but I'm just so blessed that He can show me little glimpses of how how He fits it all together, and, and how we learn more about Him and His Son, and how to live each day. And today's verse is very much an example of this. Of course, I sent this one um, back in 2021. And I remember thinking, oh, I wish I could explain all that um, that God is showing me through this. And so I'm hoping I can do that with you. In general, when I, um, when I pick a verse, I like for it to be um, a standalone verse, although, as I've mentioned, the context is so important, and I, and I hope that uh, when people read, they will read all around and decide, uh, and un- not decide, understand how it fits into God's Word. Um, but we'll find these little verses um, that just have such um, a wonderful explanation about uh, a character of God or something that God does, and that's why I pulled this verse out today. But as always, I want to um, just say that with this caveat, it's it's very important that we don't um, pull a verse out and then twist it to say something that does, doesn't match the Scripture. So you always need to have Scripture confirming Scripture, and it does if you take the time uh, to know His Word. 
So before we jump into this scripture, um, we want to do some background today because we are in a new book, a book that we haven't discussed and an author that we haven't really discussed that much, although we've read some excerpts from his books. And this is found in the book of Acts, which is in the New Testament. We find it right after the four Gospels, and it is known as a book of church, early church history. And it is just a wonderful book filled with um, all kinds of treasures, as are all the, uh, all the words and all the verses. Um, but we know that this is written by Luke, and Luke was a physician which kind of holds a special place in my heart. And um, he was also a Gentile. Um, he, he is thought to be the only Gentile writer of the scriptures. We see that wonderful theme come through in his writings, uh, especially in the Gospel of Luke, about how Jesus came for everyone. He came for not just the Jewish people, not just the chosen people, but he came for um, the Gentiles as well. And probably because he had felt that. He, he realized that he had been saved and he wanted to share that. Luke gives very detailed accounts, probably because he was a physician and and most of us like details. But it's important to note that he was not uh, an eyewitness. He was an eyewitness to some of the things that happened in the early church. And uh, certainly we know that he was a companion of Paul and traveled with Paul. And so he saw some of that early church history firsthand. But he was not an apostle. He was not an original uh, of the Twelve. And so he compiled a lot of his information from talking with people who were firsthand eyewitnesses. And we'll see, we'll pull that out in the scripture. We know that he wrote the Gospel of Luke and the book of Acts. And when you take into account the number of chapter and verses, um, this is a really big chunk of the New Testament. We usually think of Paul writing most of the New Testament, but when you think of chapter and verses, Luke has a very large chunk of that as well. And so um, it's just really neat to think about that when we study his uh, study the word um, that God inspired him to write. Now, um, he did, as I mentioned before, he wrote the Gospel of Luke in the book of Acts. And we'll just jump in here and um, give in the background, and I'll, and I'll show you this. In Luke chapter 1, uh, beginning in verse 1, it says, Inasmuch as many have undertaken to compile a narrative of the things that have been accomplished among us, just as those who from the beginning were eyewitnesses and ministers of the word have delivered them to us, it seemed good to me also, having followed all the things closely for some time past, to write an orderly account for you, most excellent Theophilus, that you may have certainty concerning the things you have been taught. And then when we jump over to Acts, to the, um, the beginning of Acts, chapter 1, verse 1, it, uh, Luke begins, In the first book, O Theophilus, I have dealt with all that Jesus began to do and teach until the day that he was taken up after he had given commands through the Holy Spirit to the apostles whom he had chosen. He presented himself alive to them after his suffering by many proofs, appearing to them during forty days and speaking about the kingdom of God. 
So Luke has a two-volume set, the first book in the sequel. And I just love that when you think about, when you step back and think about um, how he was writing. And, and it gives us such good history here. And let me just say, because it's always important to know about the writer, I think, the author, and the um, and then who he was writing to, Luke addresses this to the most excellent Theophilus, which uh, we don't know if that was a pseudonym or um, if it was some um, official in a in the Roman court or something like that. There's there's many different thoughts about who this could have been. But the other very interesting thing, and um, and I just love the way that God does this, Theophilus, Theo means God, Philus means love, Tri- um, actually in the translation means lover of God. So um, he could have been addressing this to a specific person, but also I think he or and or the Holy Spirit knew that he would be addressing it to all those who would love God. Um, And so I just think that's neat. So back to our verse today, um, we find this in the opening um, portion of Acts. Um, This is in the church history part. And I'm going to back up so it'll make more sense to you. Acts opens um, with telling about Jesus's ascension after his crucifixion and resurrection. And then as he's ascending back to the Father, And then um, this portion of Scripture is where Peter is talking. Um, Luke records Peter talking and saying, reminding them, you know, we've lost Judas. Um, There's just 11 of us, and we need to um, choose someone else. And so I'm going to pick up uh, beginning, um, and this is Peter is talking. He's addressing the group, uh, but in Acts chapter 1, verse 20, Um, Peter says, for it is written in the book of Psalms, may his camp become desolate and let there be no one to dwell in it and let another take his office. So he'd just been talking about Judas and what had happened to him and that he's referring, he's uh, using that scripture to refer to him. And then so beginning in verse 21, it says, so one of the men who have accompanied us during all the time that the Lord Jesus went in and out among us, beginning from the baptism of John until the day when he was taken up from us, one of these men must become with us a witness to his resurrection. And they put forth two, Joseph called Barsabbas, who was also called Justice, and Matthias. And they prayed and said, You, Lord, who know the hearts of all, show us which one of these two you have chosen to take the place in this ministry and apostleship from which Judas turned aside to go to his own place. And they cast lots for them, and the lot fell on Matthias, and he was numbered with the eleven apostles. So that's that's where we find our scripture or our verse for the day. And oh my goodness, we could spend a long time camping out on lots of other things before that. But what uh, the Lord laid on my heart to pull out and why I uh, selected this scripture for the 24th is that um, when they prayed, they said, and you, Lord, who know the hearts of all. And I think that is really an important thing for us to realize. I mean, I think we say that God knows what's going on, but sometimes it's good just to park on that and really think about uh, what does it mean that God knows our hearts. And that can be a good thing and it can also it should also really cause us all to pause because we can i think sometimes we can put forth a 
um, what we want everybody else to see, but then there's uh, what is truly in our hearts, and no one else may know that except God, and He knows all of our thoughts, He knows our heart, He knows um, our motivation, and um, that should be uh, both a good thing and very sobering to each one of us, or it is very sobering to me. And we see this in several places in the scripture, and I don't have time to pull them all out, and I wish I did. Um, but I would invite you sometime to go back and do a word study about the heart in the scripture and, and just see all the places where uh, scripture references the heart. But one that uh, God brought to my mind when I first read this is found in First First Samuel in the Old Testament in chapter 16, beginning in verse 7. And this is when the Lord had sent Samuel to anoint king, to anoint David king. Um, and the um, David's dad had brought all the brothers, all the older brothers, everybody. And David was out tending the sheep. And, um, and the scripture said Samuel looked at um, one of Jesse's sons, Eliab, and thought, and it says this in First Samuel uh, chapter 16, beginning in verse 6, actually. When they came, he looked on Eliab and thought, surely the Lord's anointed is before him. But the Lord said to Samuel, do not look on his appearance or on the height of his stature, because I have rejected him. For the Lord sees not as man sees. Man looks on the outward appearance, but the Lord looks on the heart. And um, that's so important for us to know and, and to remember. Um, we cannot look at outward appearance. Um, only God knows the heart. And uh, it would do us all well to remember that both for when uh, the outward appearance is shiny and all held together, um, and we think, oh, this person must have it all together, or they seem to know what they're talking about, but their heart may be far from God. Um, and also the ones that look scruffy and humble and like they wouldn't know anything, and it may be those whose hearts are closest to God. Um, we just need to remember that. And we see Jesus um, use very strong words um, to this effect as well. And um, when we look in Matthew, this is recorded both in Matthew and Mark, but in Matthew's account um, in chapter 15, um, Jesus had just been um, really letting the Pharisees have it um, because the, he was calling them hypocrites for the way that they had acted, the way that they had twisted the law and to make it suit them. And when we jump down to 15, um, I'm sorry, chapter 15, verse 7, Jesus says, and this is in red letters, you hypocrites, well did Isaiah prophesy of you when he said, this people honors me with their lips, but their heart is far from me. In vain do they worship me, teaching as doctrines the commandments of men. Oh my goodness, we could just camp there for a long time. We see this so much in um, in churches and religions today where they've made it all about what uh, they've gotten completely away from the Word, completely away from um, Jesus, completely away from God, and they, um, Jesus says, in vain they're worshiping me. They are doing, uh, their hearts are far from me, and they are going on all these traditions and doctrines that men have created, but they're not doing what the Word says. And just an interesting little aside, because you know how much I love this, he uh, prophesied, 
from the book of Isaiah. And you find that prophecy if you want to go back and look it up where Isaiah was prophesying um, in Isaiah 29, 13. And that's what Jesus was quoting there. So what do we do, friend, when we know that um, sometimes our hearts are far from him and that we've had these um, sinful thoughts in our hearts or that we've been thinking the wrong way or we've had the wrong motivation? Well, he is faithful and we can ask him to clean up our hearts. And we see that and we've uh, read from this psalm before, but it is just such an, uh, a wonderful, wonderful psalm. Uh, psalm 51, when David had realized what he'd done in committing adultery with Bathsheba and murder and having her husband killed, um, and he was coming back to the Lord. And when we um, jump up to 51, verse 6, it says, Behold, you delight in truth in the inward being, and you teach me wisdom in the secret heart. Purge me with hyssop, and I shall be clean. Wash me, and I shall be whiter than snow. Let me hear joy and gladness. Let the bones that you have broken rejoice. Hide your face from my sins, and blot out all my iniquities. Create in me a clean heart, O God, and renew a right spirit within me. We can ask Him, and He will do that for us. He's faithful. And we see this also, um, and I'm going to close with uh, excerpts from this next psalm, um, just reminding us how he is faithful and we can ask him to um, clean our hearts because he knows us, he made us. And um, friend, I just want to um, remind you, as always, to, to read God's word, study God's word, live God's word, and share God's word. And we'll close in with Psalm 139, um, beginning in verse 1. O Lord, you have searched me and known me. You know when I sit down and when I rise up. You discern my thoughts from afar. You search out my path and my lying down and are acquainted with all my ways. Even before a word is on my tongue, behold, O Lord, you know it altogether. You hem me in behind and before and lay your hand upon me. Such knowledge is too wonderful for me. It is high. I cannot attain it. Where shall I go from your spirit or where shall I flee from your presence? If I ascend to heaven, you are there. If I make my bed in Sheol, you are there. If I take the wings of the morning and dwell in the uttermost parts of the sea, even there your hand shall lead me and your right hand shall hold me. If I say, surely the darkness shall cover me and the light about me is night, even the darkness is not too dark to you. The night is bright as the day, for darkness is as light with you. For you formed my inward parts, you knitted me together in my mother's womb. I praise you, for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Wonderful are your works, my soul knows it very well. My frame was not hidden from you when I was being made in secret, intricately woven in the depths of the earth. Your eyes saw my unformed substance in your book were written every one of them, the days that were formed for me when as yet there was none of them. How precious to me are your thoughts, O God! How vast is the sum of them! If I would count them, they are more than the sand. I awake and I am still with you. And jumping down to verse 23, Search me, O God, and know my heart. Try me and know my thoughts and see if there be any grievous way in me and lead me in the way everlasting. Blessings to you, friend. Until next time.